Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're having a beautiful and blessed day. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. I know we have a, you know, there's just a lot happening. There's a lot happening. But I hope that for, you know, the next hour, you can just find a little quiet time of giggles and, you know, bullshitting and debauchery and, you know, just bullshit with me, because that's that's what I'm trying to provide to you. You, whoever you are, you know, the, the youth of America. If the youth of America is listening to this, then, then, well, our education system is broken. I think we already know that. But anyways, I want to say thank you so, 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 so much to the wonderful city of Nashville for what an, just an incredible two nights of shows at the Ryman, sold that bitch out, and then, and then on Friday, Okay, hold on. Let me back up. I'm not even getting into Friday just yet. Thursday, I walked into that theater and I just, my heart was full. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. And I want y'all to know that I know that Nashville has always been one of the best places for comedy. I always have great shows there because y'all are a great, you're a great audience. Nashville and Cincinnati are two of the best comedy audiences ever. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because y'all are cultured. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I always go into both of those cities with such great expectations because you never let me down. And that being said, Thursday night was one of those magical shows that it was like every single word that came out of my mouth was perfectly said in the right time and that, 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 and I have never laughed so hard on stage. I was having so much fun and I know y'all had a great time and it was just magical. And I walked off the stage and there's a sweet old stage manager who's just incredible. And he's like, you killed it toots. And I said, we should have filmed it. So I am already thinking we're going to film the next special. 
And I know what you're probably thinking, Heather, what's going on with the special you shot back at the end of October? It's out. It's out. We're taking it out to market. We're selling it. I'm going to LA this week. I'm going to be shaking my tits outside of Netflix and any other place. However, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if people are buying right now. I'm going to give you all a little inside scoop into what's happening in Hollywood. There's about to be a writer's strike because basically what's happened is we're all in the writer's guild, but we don't get residual checks like you used to if you're, okay, so you're on a streaming, right? If you wrote an episode of Friends back in the day, every time that bad boy airs, you're getting a little cha-ching, you know, a little check in the mouth. So the writers, we're all working towards a, a new deal on that one. But I don't know what's going on. We may just self-release it. We may put it up and you pay $3 and you got your hands on it. I may put it up on the YouTubes. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it's really great and I'm very proud of it. And anyways, all that being said, we're wheeling and dealing. But to to go in and play just such a cool historical venue like the Ryman is really on the bucket list. It's Ryman, it's Chicago Theater, Pantages in LA. It's obviously Radio City. These are just like really, truly vision board places that I've always wanted to play. And it, it's because of y'all that I got the opportunity. So I want you to know, anytime you come to the show, the, the people that come to multiple shows, I cannot thank you enough. You're keeping the lights on at Robin's house. You're keeping her happy because now I can palm her at 20 to fucking go to Target and, you know, I don't know, tinker around and look at candles. Just you're getting her out of my hair. So if anything, I am so grateful for y'all. And I'm very excited. I'm coming to San Antonio. We have two shows. So San Antonio, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. And then I'm hitting everywhere. I'm coming to Canada. We're going to Vancouver. We've got shows in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, uh, Minneapolis. Just I, I, There's more on the list. Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm coming everywhere. Literally, I'm coming all over America wet, just wet pants, just come everywhere. All right. With that sexual innuendo out of the way. So Friday night, the show at the Ryman, there was already a weird energy. Okay. Storm was brewing. Storm was a brewing. So I didn't realize how bad the storms were going to be, but I had, we walked out of this really shitty lunch and it's impossible to get bad food in Nashville. There's really like, it's, that was on me. We tried a new Italian place. It missed the mark. Ray had a chicken Caesar and it had raw chicken. So Ray and I were already walking out of lunch feeling like there was a weird energy. The sky was moving around and the guy that owned this weird Italian place, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. They were having an off day, whatever. He goes, be careful tonight. Storms are coming. And he had like too much of a thick Southern accent to be owning a quote unquote authentic Italian restaurant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it wasn't adding up. It wasn't on brand. So I look at Ray and we're walking back to the hotel. Shout out to the Thompson, my favorite hotel in Nashville. And we're walking back. And I said, that just gave me a weird energy. He goes, yeah, like we were both, you know, Ray's opening for me on the road. Andrew's opening some shows. Like we're just, you know, I get asked sometimes, Heather, do you have any like pre-show rituals? I have pre-show rituals, but I never have superstitions, right? I just like to listen to cocktail jazz and relax and be really quiet before a show because that helps me conserve my energy. We were walking out and the guy goes, storm's coming tonight, exactly nine o'clock. Be careful. So he already put like a time on it, right? It was like they set the bomb, ding, 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 ding. We're like checking down to 9 p.m. Didn't like that I said checking down, but you get what I'm saying. We're counting down is what I meant to say. 
So already went into this Friday show with a weird energy. And then on top of that, Thursday's show was just so fucking incredible. And I sometimes get a little weird. Like if one show's really fantastic, I and I have another show after that. I get I get a little nervous sometimes. I'm like, how do we top last night? Well, we come out, I'm maybe 20 minutes into my set, and then sure enough, fire alarm goes off. So I can see Chris all the way up in the booth at the very top of the Ryman. And he's like, just get off stage. The alarms are going off. Now, what people didn't know is when we had come into the theater, we came to the theater at about 5 p.m. that day. The fire alarm was already going off. So they said, false alarm. Somebody overcooked the fucking popcorn, the buttered popcorn that they serve at the Ryman. All right. So false alarm. It's very sensitive. They just put in a new fire system into the theater, which this isn't like an old historic church. So yes, we need a new updated fire system. You know what I mean? It's not like the shit that I have in my house that beeps every three days, the batteries go bad. All right. We're, we're doing an overhaul of the safety system of the McMahon residents. I'll tell you that right now, but we'd already experienced that. So I'm doing my joke. And then all of a sudden the house lights come up. I can see everybody's faces and the alarm goes off. Now, sometimes in the middle of shows, like we've had I trust and believe I've been doing a show in like Portland before and the guy literally falls asleep at the sound booth, hits a button. And then like my walkout song or a random like Almond Brothers song will just start playing in the middle of a set. That's fine. This was full on whoop, whoop, fire alarm. So I walk off stage because the stage manager's screaming because here's what can happen. If you're in an old theater, they have a thing called a fire curtain, basically. That thing weighs like 6,000 pounds and it's to protect old, old theaters. Now, I don't know if the Ryman still has one. Most theaters do. But back in the day, theaters used to be lit by candlelight, right? So this heavy curtain will come down. Well, I always perform right at the front of the stage. I like to be like on top of my audience. So I get off stage real quick because this thing may come down if there was an actual fire. Stage manager's like, I don't think we're gonna have to evacuate. We think it's a popcorn machine yet again. But this is in the middle of my set. Now, it's very hard to try and bring a crowd back after something like that. Like everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. People are in the bathroom. People are running to go get a drink. Then the stage manager's like, run back on. We're good. Well, I run back on. None of the microphones will work because until the entire system shuts back down, you can't just, you know, the show must go on. Yes, but the microphone system is out. So I'm standing on stage with my thumb in my ass and I have my cell phone in my hand. I go, Chris, call me. So I'm just standing on stage. Chris calls me and he's like, oh, we can't turn any of this, the lights on or off or anything. This is a five minute reset. Step back off stage. <laughs> so Ray runs downstairs. He's upstairs. He runs downstairs. He's standing on stage with me. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have no fucking idea, but I'm only 20 minutes into my set. That means I got to go back out there, wrangle these fucking people, continue to entertain them and somehow keep the focus and not have everyone freak out because everybody in Nashville knew that it felt like a storm was coming. Something, there was just like an energy in the air, right? Anyways, I come back out. Finally, we're back. And I just want to thank the crowd, the audience on Friday. Y'all were so wonderful and so kind. And you got back in your seats and the, the house stayed packed and nobody ran through the streets. It wasn't because of the storm. Thank God everyone was safe. But it was because somebody, somebody was new running the popcorn machine. And then I go backstage after the show. A friend's mom is there and she has two giant things of popcorn that she was just munching on during the show. And I'm like, it was her. 
she was the culprit. Nobody else probably got popcorn at this fucking comedy show. But you know what? My friend's mom did. And she probably went back for seconds. And they're like, ah, you know, we just ran out. We got to rerun the machine. And then that's why. So I just want you to know I clocked that. Okay. I clocked it. And I clocked it hard. Can't talk about this sponsor enough. I love Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is an amazing way to check your reproductive health from the comfort of your own home. With a simple finger prick, you can check your hormones. You send it on into the lab and basically you get a full understanding of what is going on with your fertility. I checked my AMH, which is my anti-mullerian hormone, which essentially gives you an insight into like your ovarian reserve. How many eggs do you have left? I did this a couple years ago. I was shocked to find out I had a low ovarian reserve, i.e. that sent me to go see a fertility specialist that then sent me to go freeze my eggs. You know, I talk about this very openly. We were able to get one embryo and I'm probably going to do it again this summer. I didn't know what I didn't know that I didn't know until I realized what I knew. And it was really shocking. You know, I really feel like Modern Fertility is a pioneer in women's health and just letting women know, listen, there are action steps you can take. You can always be making the right decision for your health and also just getting some understanding into what's going on in your body, because guess what? They don't check for this stuff normally at the doctor. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. I really, truly cannot talk about it enough. It's the best. It's just such a peace of mind. Get your at-home test, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. You know, you can build a custom home. You can build all this stuff. You can make things very custom to yourself. But what about hair care? Well, this is why I love pros. There is absolutely not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to hair care. You know it, I know it. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal, using natural ingredients with proven results. Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. I love Pros because I basically went online, I took their quiz, and I said, I'm harsh on my hair right now. I'm in a million different climates. I'm putting hot heat on it all the time. I need something that's going to be like really cool, calm, and collected for my hair, but also that'll make sure I don't end up too brassy because I color my hair and it's, you know, it's bleach blonde, baby. Here's the thing. I love Pros also because it's a carbon neutral certified B Corp company. Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. We love that. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation to get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash absolutely. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash absolutely for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Again, that is pros.com slash absolutely. If you want custom hair care, it's so easy. First, pros will start by asking you your hair goals. So go on their website, take the quiz, and pros it out today. Again, that's pros.com slash absolutely. But anyways, thank you guys so much. But there was this one guy on the front row who just literally kept getting up every three minutes to get a drink. And I was joking with him a little bit. I started to roast him lightly. And then I was just like, I'm not even going to give this guy my attention because he was acting like we were on a carnival fucking cruise. And every three minutes he was getting up to get a drink or he had to pee. And it had to be about this guy. And I finally was like, Joe, where the fuck are you going? He's like, I got to pee. 
Where are you going, Joe? I need a drink. His wife was fucked up. She was about as much fun as a bag of dicks. I mean, it was like at one point I I had the rest of the audience. There were two guys to my uh, right. So if you're staring at the stage to the left of the stage and these two guys in in finance bro vests were just fucking great. And if you were at the Friday show, if those men belong to you. They kept staring at me. And one of the guys kind of looked at me with these puppy dog eyes. And he was like, I'm sorry you're having to deal with this fucking schmuck. Okay. This guy in the front row was cute for about 10 minutes. And then I wanted to punch him in the donkey teeth. And then everybody after the show was like, wow, wow. Just, you know, it's just funny. Sometimes it's entitlement. And, and you know, it's always the people in the first two rows who spend the most money on the tickets, which I'm grateful for. But this guy, after the fire alarm went off, he just getting up every three seconds, coming back with one beer, two beers. And these other straight guys that were to my left were just looking at me and they were like, we, <laughs> literally one of them was like, put his hands together, you know, curled his hands to make a heart. Like if you were to take your two hands together and make a little heart symbol, basically being like, we love you. We've got you. We wouldn't be this guy. So, hey, if you're coming to the shows, I am so grateful. But if you're sitting on the first two rows, get a couple of drinks, locked and loaded. If you got to get up and pee, I understand. But don't get up like you're the fucking, you know, King Charles at, at his coronation. Calm down. But um, anyways, I really want to say thank you, guys. I mean, Friday's show, we uh, we brought it back. We did the damn thing. But the show that was supposed to get over at like nine o'clock with the 730 start, I walked off that stage and it was almost 10 o'clock and I was like, I don't know what just happened. But y'all still said you had an amazing time and I really appreciate you being just so mature and dialing it back in. But for a minute, I was like, damn. You know what I mean? I, I should have known. I should have known not to go to an Italian restaurant that was not owned by an Italian. You know what I mean? I should have known. And when we walked out, that guy was smoking a cigarette and he goes, storm's coming tonight around nine o'clock. The storm hit us at the Ryman at 8 p.m. But I'll tell you right now. I mean, I was literally 30 minutes into the set. Ray goes on for 15. So maybe I'm 15 minutes in. Hadn't even said 15 minutes worth of jokes. And then, and then literally, I just imagine the guy backstage going, like smoking the cig. The same guy who owned the shitty Italian place going, I told you, I was 30 minutes past when I told you, but still, storms are coming. So it felt weird. So then after the show, I was like, you know, my adrenaline's through the roof. It was just a wild show. And so I'm like, let's get drunk. So we all decide to go down to Broadway because the Ryman's right next to Broadway. Now, a couple podcasts ago, maybe two months, no, back in August, when I was yelling at all you bachelorettes in Nashville saying you're ruining the fucking place. Well, I need you to know that I ended up throwing my jean jacket over my fucking head and dragging my 75-year-old mom down to Kid Rock's bar, okay? Our friend knew the owner. Not, I mean, technically it's Kid Rock, but John Mayer was playing at the Bridgestone Arena, so a bunch of his crew were there in the VIP with us, and we were just getting hammer drunk. I was. I'm not even hammer drunk. I really, it, it takes too much to put down this horse. I had like three tequilas. I was fine. But uh, we had a big crew, and we were just drinking and having a great time, and we were all soaked to the bone. Like, we ran there. The storm was full throttle. Also, shout out to anybody who, I think there were tornadoes through Mississippi. So I, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Mississippi. I, I don't know if it was the same night. Maybe it was. Either way, there has been a weird weather pattern. We had some weird shit going on in Georgia, but I don't think any twisters, so... Thoughts and prayers to everybody who's going through this weird spring. It's the spring weather time, y'all. This is when it starts to happen. This and like the tail end of August, when it just gets really oddly warm out, but it's a barometric pressure and then the storm comes. It's just, 
if the pollen doesn't kill you, you know what I mean? The storm will. So you got to just be on your toes when you're in the Southeast, basically, I'd say March through October and then hurricanes take us out and then we have an ice storm and no one can drive. So anyways, we're really struggling if you can't tell. But I took my mom to, you know, we were basically on Broadway, one of the honky tonks. I never thought I'd go down there. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. But I said, fuck, we survived, you know, the popcorn machine going off in the middle of the fucking show. So we got hammered. It's a monsoon. So it's a monsoon getting there. We drink. We have a good time. We leave. My mom's 75 years old, looking like a Russian babushka. She's got her leopard print silk Hermes scarf tied around her chin. She is running up and down Broadway. Jeff is like sandwiched in between us because he wants to make sure like he's got eyes on her in the front. I'm in the back holding down the caboose. Okay. I mean, you're, I'm jumping over piles of vomit. Uh, you know, people are trying to stop and take photos. I'm like, we got it. Go. So then I'm running up the hill back to the Ryman because that's where our car is. And I'm running up the hill and these women are walking very slowly in the rain. And I'm with this out pa- the pack of my friends. And I'm just like, look at us. No one can say we're not fun. We're 36 running in the rain. And so this random woman screams. She goes, hell yeah, you are, bitch. I'm 40. Let's go. So she starts running up the hill with me. And then we start basically talking about what we're like, like how we're so proud of ourselves that nobody can say we're not fun. Cause sometimes I don't go out after the shows and it really irks people, but guess what? I'm exhausted. So I'm running up this hill, literally running up that hill, running up that road. What's that Kate Bush song? And I'm running and I'm running up the hill. And all of a sudden I look at this woman, I go, I pay my taxes, but I'm still fun. And she's like, I work as an administrative assistant at a junior high and I'm still fun. And we literally don't even know each other. And we're just running up this hill, torrential downpour, lightning, trying to get to, she's like running to the taxi line. I'm running for our big suburban that's parked in front of the Ryman. And we're just like running up the hill. Like we're still fun. I smoked two cigarettes. Not proud of it. You know what I mean? That's where we were at post popcorn fire alarm debacle. And honestly, the show was great, but I also want you to know this is live theater at any moment. I could either do do my pants or the fire alarm could go up. So I want to just say thank you to everybody. But it was one of those nights. And then I get back to the hotel. It's like 2.30 and I'm looking at them. You know, what can we order for late night? And they just have breakfast sandwiches. And I was like, fuck yes. So we ordered like 12 breakfast sandwiches with just sides of ranch. And it's like a sausage, fried egg, jalapeno jack, cheddar on like like a Kaiser roll with sides of ranch and hot sauce. Thompson chef's kiss. That's all you want. On a late night room service menu, I want like a chicken club, fries. I couldn't get fries. That was a major bummer. The fryer had been turned off. Respectfully so. But a a breakfast sandwich, there should always be a breakfast sandwich on a room service menu. Non-negotiable. Let's get right to the point. Absolutely. Live, laugh, love. I need the fucking breakfast sandwich. So I housed about two of those. The sausage patties are now just sitting on my lungs. I don't even think I chewed the fucking sandwich. So now I got jalapeno cheddar cheese, a very spicy, all sausage, Tennessee Frank you know, ground patty that's just sitting on the top of my esophagus. So I already know the acid reflux is going to be on and popping. I go into my emergency kit. What do I take? A Pepsi AC. Now I know I got to get up in like, I don't know, six hours to catch a flight home. But I said, let's pop two of these. You're only supposed to take one. I don't ever recommend taking more than the recommended dose. But I said, I got two sausage patties sitting on the lungs. So I'm definitely going to need two. pop two Pepsi AC. Woke up fresh as a daisy. So all I'm saying is if more hotels 
knew to have just straight up breakfast sandwiches, club sandwiches and French fries on the menu with a side of ranch, you'd have a lot more happy customers. That's all I'm saying. Starface makes having a zit honestly fun. Listen, I love Starface because they have the best-selling Hydro Stars, which is a fun star-shaped pimple patch that's so cute, I almost look forward to having a breakout. Cuteness aside, though, they're also designed to absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. There's nothing more annoying than when we used to make these weird at-home paste and then you glob it on your face and the next day you wake up and that shit's all over your pillow. No, Starface I love because you put one of the cute little stars on a zit and the next morning you are literally already healing it. And that's what we love. Starface is a full range of Hydro Star pimple patches for whatever mood you're in. There's classic yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid black, and a cute blue star with salicylic acid that'll get right to the spot. They're super easy to apply too. I like to prep my skin with Hydro Stars by washing my face with the Starface's Gentle Cleanser Space Wash, which I freaking love. I use it to get all my makeup off. And then I apply my stars to any spots in need. They also have the very powerful micro dart patch called the micro clad. These cute little cloud shaped patches are made with tiny self-dissolving micro darts that dive deep into skin to target early stage pimples that are dry or irritated. They're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, salicylic acid to help calm and maintain hydrate skin for faster healing. The microcloud is only available in the U.S. at starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot W-O-R-L-D. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Absolutely Not listeners free shipping on your first microcloud order. Just enter promo code ABSOLUTELY at checkout. Again, that's ABSOLUTELY for free shipping on your first microcloud order. When I'm on the road and I'm coming home, I want something fresh, but I don't have time to go to the grocery store and pick out all the, you know, very specific niche ingredients. And then that shit's just going to sit in my fridge forever. This is why I love HelloFresh. HelloFresh is awesome because with the cost of groceries going up and up, now is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. Delicious dinners are a cinch with HelloFresh's chef-crafted seasonal recipes that come with ingredients Already pre-portioned, okay? So you don't have to buy that giant bottle of sauce that you're never going to use again. It's already pre-portioned, so all you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh is A, delicious, it's creative, and HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule. With pre-portioned ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery, HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. With HelloFresh, you're getting seasonal ingredients picked at peak ripeness for quality you can taste. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know that they're fresh. I freaking love HelloFresh. This is really, truly a no-brainer if you want to work smarter, not harder. Here's the deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash absolutely60. That's absolutely six zero, And use code absolutely60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That is a freaking steal. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash absolutely60 and use code absolutely60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash absolutely60. Now back to the podcast. What a week in the shows, dude. What a, and then yesterday. So I came home a day early from Nashville because I didn't have a Saturday show. I haven't, I haven't had a Saturday off in months. I don't know what that's like. I've been on the road consistently through August. And if not, I'm, you know, doing some other shit. So yesterday, I mean, I was asleep on Sunday night or Saturday. I got back Saturday. I was asleep on Saturday night by like 10 PM. <laughs> you know, Jeff was recording the snore. Just <laughs> macaroni rigs and I face down ass up and I just needed it. I needed it for my soul. I mean, what a fucking weekend running up and down Broadway, soaking wet, 
with my tiny 75-year-old mother screaming, I'm 75. She goes, I'm wet. I'm soaking wet, but I'm having freaking fun. And that's what good reminder, y'all. Life is short. Sometimes you got to run in the rain. Sometimes you got to let your hair down. And yeah, sometimes you got to go down to Broadway and hear the country music. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a big country gal, but I like the likes of Chris Stapleton. You know, I love the swoon, that real hearty country. You tell me, you find a sexier song than Tennessee Whiskey. I dare you. I dare you to find a sexier song. You're as smooth as Tennessee Whiskey. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. You can't tell me that that's not a great song. I'm sorry. Chris Stapleton. I'm sorry. I didn't warm up for that. And I got to be honest with you, though. And I'm not saying that country music artists have it hard. They do. I mean, easy. They do not. But I am just saying, I think I could dabble in both. And I know I'm feeling the deep eye roll from Mr. Stapleton and the likes of Reba and the other such right now, because there's nothing more annoying to me than when people come up to me like, I think I could do comedy. I'm like, oh, could you? Do you want to go to a nightclub? Spend five years getting heckled and then let me know how that works out for you. You know, but all I'm saying is maybe I could do backup. I feel like I'm a triple threat. I can tap dance. I could comedy. And then I could come in and just be in the background for some of these male artists. I don't have the vocal range and register as, you know, like a, like a Kelsey Ballerini. I can't hit those notes. But I could be back here in the back. You're as sweet. You know what I mean? I got that. As Tennessee Wesker. Kind of like a scat singing. I'm a little bit like Ellis, Ella Fitzgerald. Like, you know what I mean? I could, I could throw my hat in the ring, if you will, for the CMA Awards. I'm just saying. You know, if anybody needs me to go on the road with them this summer, you know, just do a little bit of harmonizing in the back, maybe hit a banjo. You know, I've been trying to learn new skills this year and the bread making has turned out to be a lot more difficult than I expected. So if you need me to come in back banjo and then I just do, you know, my 1930s, that little grunt that I can do. You know, if I did a proper warm up, though, I think I could really crush. But, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to argue with you on that one. All I'm saying is I like the vibe of the country music scene. I like it. I want it. I got it. Let's get it. So if there are any artists out there that want to collab, let me get like two or three vocal lessons under my belt. And then I could come in and just Tennessee You know, I, I just think it would be a nice little touch. I'm not a pop country girl, but I love the guy like the, the just the soulful, almost folkish. Fuck yeah. Give me a banjo and a pair of ashless chaps. That's redundant because all chaps are assless. But just give me a pair of brown suede chaps and a banjo and a bud heavy. And I will be bop, bop at Kid Rock's bar all day long. And I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll put the tip bucket in front of my pussy. So I'll, I'll get a belt, you know what I mean? Like a little workman's belt and then just have the giant tip bucket right there. So I'll be strumming that banjo and I'll just slowly pop my pussy so you can put the $10, $20. It'll be exciting for everybody. You know what I mean? It'll be a little like tongue in cheek or should I say hand and pussy? And then it'll be exciting. So the next thing you know, you know, you think you're making 
a couple bucks, but uh, we're doing thousands. We're doing at least five figures for the weekend. So just want to let any maybe up and coming country artists know I am willing to uh, let people throw money at my crotch in order to uh, backup sing for you. So anyways, love Nashville, could live there. Great city, great people. Shout out to everybody. And um, we're doing it. Listen, we're going to hit the hotline today. We had so many people call in, so many insane voicemails. So I want to get into it. I also want to apologize. This episode will not be up on YouTube. And I know what you're saying, Heather, where are the other episodes that you've been recording since you opened the studio on YouTube? We are launching the full YouTube channel, but I want to get enough on the books for y'all to be able to then go back and have shit to see. So we have somebody building that entire thing for us right now. But this one, I am, uh, I was only able to record this back at the home office because I have to run to LA. I'm going to be in LA for work all this week, press, bullshit, da, 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 whatever, meetings, jerking off. I don't know who the fuck knows. It's Los Angeles. You know what it is? It's a lot of bullshit and a lot of trust no one and a lot of, okay, great. When do you need me? Kind of vibes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm flying out tonight. Wasn't able to get out of the office today, but I think I have next week off. I think I have a couple of days off. So we're going to be getting some exciting stuff going on in the studio. Anyway, y'all don't want to hear about this shit. Let's get into it. Let's see what kind of crazy shit y'all have been into. Tennessee whiskey. Somebody please send that one little vocal chunk to either Garth Brooks or Chris Stapleton. And let me know. Luke Combs, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Let me know. Somebody let me know. All right, let's get into it. You know what I love to do? Stay hydrated. And I stay hydrated with Liquid IV. Listen, whether you're trying to improve your health, hydration is a great place to start. And Liquid IV is a hydration brand that fuels your well-being. I cannot tell you. I take one of these bad boys right after I get off stage. Sometimes I mix it in my drink while I'm going on stage, and it is just so amazing. Their hydration multiplier is one product that you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down or after a long night out and on long flights. I'm hopping a flight here in just a little bit and you bet your ass I'm going to be getting on that plane. I got a water bottle. I'm going to put that hydration stick in there from Liquid IV to get myself feeling good. There's nothing worse than getting leg cramps or feeling like you got a headache on a flight because, you know, the air is already dry as hell. You want to stay hydrated. I love that one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. With three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink, made with premium ingredients, it's non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And to date, Liquid IV has donated over 36 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. You know I love a Costco. Or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code absolutely at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code absolutely at liquid IV.com. Heather, I really don't even know where to start with this, if I'm being honest. Um, but absolutely not. Do I think bachelorette parties in general at this point? Honestly, if you're 25 and over, a- absolutely not. To most bachelorette parties. I am currently being asked to nickel and dime down to the penny of what people ate at dinner for a 14-person dinner. No, 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 no. We are splitting this equally down the middle. I don't care if you had one extra piece of sushi, Linda. This is not how this works. Also, dear everyone, please never send a Venmo for 82 cents for an Uber. XOXO, I do not want to be in your bridal party. 
bachelorettes are canceled. But honestly, peace, love, and blessings to you and, and the Italian Stallions marriage. And, and I know you didn't have a bachelorette party, so that's why. That's why you're the best. Okay. XOXO. Hey, sister friend, I completely agree with you. 25 and up, it's enough. And I'm not saying that we can't have fun. I'm not saying that we can't get together. Now, Raymond and I have a rule. We don't go to dinners. We don't go to dinner parties that are more than eight people. If it's eight people, we max out. Because then you're not, you know, the table configuration's never comfortable. Then you have to play like round robin, you know, musical chairs, trying to get to talk to everybody. And then there's always a confusion with the bill. Like, I just don't do it. And Ray has that thing. He's like, we don't do eight. Eight is our limit. Eight is an even number. It's our limit. And really, we kind of judge it by like eight people at the chef's table at Storico Fresco. (laughs) That's just how we do it. Okay. Anyways, I completely agree with you. Now, you're probably wondering like, okay, 25 seems like a low number. It's not though. Because think about it. You still have the enthusiasm and the energy post-college for at least two years to keep up with that bullshit, right? And, you know, if you're 23 and getting married, that's a huge mistake and you shouldn't. So hopefully you're going on that bachelor party, bachelorette trip to convince that other person, pump the brakes. What is the rush for? You know what I mean? So I think up into 25, past 25, I think you're a mature enough person. You know, you're making the right decisions. Past 25, I'm like, all right, now- we can do this. But 25 and below, if you're, you know, if you have the energy in college to say you can do, you know, you can't rent a car till you're 25. I mean, a lot of this shit makes sense. You can't have an Airbnb till you're, I think, 25. You can't rent a car. You can't go on a cruise by yourself without an adult until you're 25. So all I'm saying is we should max out bachelorette parties at 25 as well. Makes complete sense to me. And the nickel and diming. Now, there's an app I'm pretty sure that's called Splitwise where you literally just like, if one person buys dinner here, you you put it in, one person buys dinner here, da da da, da and then at the end, you just split everything evenly. I mean, they're not a sponsor, but I'm, we've used that before on like big trips. But yeah, the whole thing, either we're all going in and somebody planned the dinners down to the, the, the millisecond where at least like, all right, who's... Christina's throwing her card down for this one. She's going to tell us the total and we're all going to Venmo her 80 bucks. It shouldn't be that complicated. Also, you know what I mean? Like having the poor pregnant friends feeling forced to come on the bachelor trip. Now, unless they want to, I'm not saying that the, 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 the mommies to be have to sit out and not have the fun, but there's nothing worse than you're going on a boat day and you got three pregnant friends because you're all in your forties and you're forcing them to get on a deep sea fishing boat somewhere out in Cabo you out of your fucking mind? You know, next thing you know, everyone's overboard. And you're lucky that the captain made sure we had enough life vests. Because I don't know when was the last time you were in the Baja Peninsula. It can be a little rocky on those waters. I didn't have a bachelorette trip because we just didn't have time. Now, my friends threw me a party at my own house, which was honestly very convenient for them. But, you know, we had a little surprise shower where we just had a pool party with drag queens. We had a fucking blast. But I was already asking people to go to Italy. I'm not going to then ask you, hey, can we all throw in $6,200 each to go to Myrtle Beach? We all come home with a sunburn and a staph infection? No, I wasn't going to do it. You know, I'm always, I'm a people pleaser. I'm always thinking of other people. What does everybody else need? Nothing worse 
You do a boat day on a bachelorette. You're down in the Keys. You get that rough water from the Suez Canal. I don't, that's not where the Suez Canal is, but you get what I'm saying. You know, you've heard about it. The Key West Strait. That's also not a thing, but you know what I'm saying. Down in the Keys. Go out for a boat day. Poor Charlotte on the back, pregnant with twins. She's bouncing around. You know, can't even look at a rum runner. She's puking off the back of the boat. Then you got three other girls, Mandy, Lindsay, and Tiff on the front vomiting because they had too much fun at all the bars last night. Tiff's trying to leave her husband. We all looked the other way because we didn't want to be a part of it. And I said, I didn't see anything, Tiff. I saw you give that guy that number, but that's as far as I saw. Now, we already tried to tell you that Aaron was a bad guy, but you didn't listen. That's why I didn't go to your bachelorette party when you were 21. I pretended I was applying to grad schools. I wasn't. I pretended I was, though. You know, it's really wild. We had, and now looking back, it's actually kind of fucking crazy. And if you, listen, if you got married young and you're listening to this, good for you. More power to you. But I'll never forget, we used to have the, these things called candlelights in our sorority. And, we, and, I, and I've told you this before on the podcast, and I apologize for, you know, regurgitating a, a story. But <laughs> guess what? I've only lived so much life, all right? So shut the fuck up. But we would pass around a candle and it was lit and we'd sing, go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Tennessee whiskey. And then whoever was had just gotten engaged would grab the candle and blow it out. And that was called candlelight. And then they'd stand up in front of us in chapter and tell us how they got engaged. And I'll never forget, I was a senior and there was a sophomore. She had like just turned 21. No, she wasn't even 21 yet. And she blew out the candle. And I remember I yelled, no! Like I I've audibly yelled, no! And everyone was like, Heather, shut the fuck up. I was concerned. I, I, I almost had, I almost did a citizen's arrest. I did. I almost did a citizen's arrest. I always had handcuffs in the back of my uh, my Mark Jacobs tote, just in case. You know, sometimes to be a little kinky with the uh, Sigma Chi's after the bar, but also sometimes for a Ole Miss citizen's arrest. And I tried, and I looked for him, and I said, damn it, I left him at the Sigma Chi house. So I wasn't able to put her in the clinker of the citizen's arrest. And we sat there, and I'll never forget, it's my sorority sister, and this guy was much older than her and he took her up in a helicopter or some shit. And I literally yelled out, where do you find a helicopter in Mississippi? I mean, they have them, but I, my brain just couldn't compute. My head started to hurt. And it was like my life flashed before my eyes, but it was not my life. It was her life. And they're still happily married. Good for them. But I remember thinking, no. But yeah, past 25, nobody has the energy. Or the financial means. I think the brokest I ever was was not in my early 20s. Right after college, I had a little bit of a nest egg because I had been working in so many fucking restaurants. I was making cash. It's when I really leapt out of the safety net of my late 20s into my early 30s when I was just broke as a fucking joke. I wasn't working in the frickin' whatchamacallit, the restaurants. I wasn't bartending. I was really pursuing comedy full time. And that's when I got, I was pinching fucking pennies. So don't ask somebody to go on a bachelorette in their, I'd say 29 to 34 is really touch and go. 35, maybe, 
Maybe we can circle back. You know what I would want to do? I'd want to do bachelorette parties for the second marriage. Maybe the first one, you got you to gotta prove that you could get through this 10 years. But if you get divorced, bitch, I will be the first fucking person at the divorce party. I will be, a, fuck it, we don't even need the captain of the ship on the Key West boat. I'll be running that bad boy. I'll work hard to get a boating license. I told you I need new skills. If you get divorced, I will throw you the biggest fucking rager of your life. But if, if it's a party leading up to the wedding, absolutely not. I'm not coming. I'm not going. Why should we be celebrating the one dick you're going to get for the rest of your life? And we all know what happens on bachelor parties. Now, I, Jeff didn't have one either, but he's been on other ones where he's called me from a closet. Almost in tears, he's like, there's too many hookers. I didn't want to be here. And I say, I know. Because Jeff, he, has, he gets nervous around women. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, I just, yeah, you know what I mean? Or he's been like, dude, we went to a strip club last night and it was busted. The last time I, we threw a bachelorette party for my girlfriend, Annie, we had this stripper come down from Dothan, Alabama. All right, we were on 30A. This guy, okay, hot Asian guy, rolls in, dressed like a cop, does the full thing, you know, alarm goes off. He starts, he, he dances for 10 minutes. And then I said, listen, what's your name? Alan, Alan, take a seat. Tell me about you. Where'd you come in from? Like I'm out there on the porch, smoking a cigarette, having a Mai Tai, talking to Alan. Turns out he's an Amazon author. He wrote a book. I believe it's called American Stripper. I don't want to misquote, but uh, he was like, it's out in uh, hardback hardback. I think it was like $20. I bought his book. This was eight years ago. I ended up talking to the guy about his literary career, you know, where he's showing me photos of his kids. It isn't the same for women. Now, Magic Mike would be a different experience, but a one-on-one in my home, if you're a man that comes into a home, you know, a beach house full of girls and it's a one of you and there's 10 of us, it somehow still feels threatening. But if I'm in a theater watching a Magic Mike experience, whether it's Magic Mike live and there's 6,000 women to 22 dudes, it feels a lot less threatening. I don't know why. Do you girls understand what I'm saying? I don't know why. Just one guy coming in with the badge feels a little sus. But if I'm at a theater, you could drag my ass on stage. You could pump your dick on my nose, bop, bop, multiple times over and over again. Just humiliate me humiliate me in front of thousands of people in a theater with the stripper and I would be fine. But something about the intimacy of just having one guy come in for like to dance for 10 girls in a beach home in the panhandle is just, I don't know why it's just really threatening and sad and lonely at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? You could strip me down to the point where I only have my tampon string hanging out. And all, and my long titties just dangling out on stage. And you could throw me down on the ground, pour water on me. Fuck, you could gack me. What was, or slime me. What was that thing they used to do on Nickelodeon? You get gacked. You could cover me in gack. And then, you know, lay your head's at my feet. You kind of, we're kind of 69ing on the stage. And some guy named Ethan's like just bopping his dong on my nose. And the crowd's going wild. And then you throw money on the stage. And then the money sticks to the slime that's on me. You could literally... Just make me filthy and humiliate me. And I'd be like, that was a great time. But one solo stripper in a house with 10 women is just, it gets very, very awkward, very quick. So then I'm in the corner smoking a cig, talking to Alma Allen. You want a menthol? I don't even know where I found these in the drawer somewhere. 
He and I are chatting. You know, I'm telling him, I'm thinking about writing a book, showing me photos of the kids. I'm helping him figure out how to get his ex-wife back. You know, that's what I'm here for. But a divorce party, dude, I, I've, I've already planned a couple divorce parties for my friends. They don't know they're getting divorced soon, but we all see the writing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. But I, the day I get that phone call, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Don't ask me to come celebrate your upcoming nuptials. But the demise of that, that, that sacred union, bitch, I'm ready. I'm sitting in my sauna bag right now sweating, getting that body loose and limber to take your ass to Key West, to a drag show, to then make out with the bouncer named Miguel. If you... Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Tennessee whiskey. You know what I mean? Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. But I'm, I'm here for it. But I hear you. It's too much. And then you got these cheap bitches. Well, I only had the Sauvignon Blanc. I'm not, I'm, I was on a tangent. I'm sorry. I was on a full roll. I hear what you're saying, ma'am. You said it's bullshit. Then you got people fucking Venmoing you 40 cents for half. Uh, no, not even a half. A, a 118th of an Uber ride. No. There better be a locked and loaded schedule. Just let somebody, let the type A girly in the group take the reins. Have a chef come to the house one night, the second night when you're too hungover. Go out the first night. Boat day on Saturday. Boat day is always good if you're coming back and there's a chef at the house. So a couple girls who hit the deck, hit the deck. You want to go from the boat back into the jacuzzi. You put on a, you know, a dry sarong just to hit, hit the damn, the damn BBQ. You know what I mean? That's the night to do the home chef, that the house chef is that night. Sunday, maybe have the chef come back, cook your breakfast because you're fucking dying. Divorce party I'll plan. Hell, you, you finish chemo, let's fucking go. So that's something to celebrate. Freedom. You just paid off your last credit card. Financial freedom? <laughs> We're, I'm, I'm taking you to Key West. All roads lead to the Keys. I don't know if y'all know this, but either way, all roads lead to me throwing you a party for something. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. You, you, you own your home outright. We're celebrating. But if it's you're 32, you've been with the guy for six years, he finally paid off his grad school. I'll throw a party that he paid off his grad school scholarship, whatever, before I'm going to throw you a bachelorette party. It's just, it is what it is. You know, and if I stumble, if I'm out and about in the Keys and I stumble upon your bachelorette party, I'll burn it down. I'm not, I'm kidding. I'll get on the boat and have a great time. But I will be sitting on the back smoking cigarettes near your pregnant friends being like, why did you guys agree to this? You know what? You know what? You know who should be here? Alan, the Asian stripper from Dothan, Alabama. That's who should be here. That's who should be here. I want, well, let's call him. Let's call, let's prank him. Let's see how, if he got back together with his wife. Like, that's where I'm at. It's too much. And everyone's trying to, let me, let me, you know, let me split this crudite from public supermarket. You owe me a dollar 75. You had three carrot sticks and a quarter cup of ranch. Like, get out of here. And there were moments in my 20s where I just said no. I knew I couldn't afford it, and I said no. And I have dear friends that are still pissed at me because I couldn't go on their bachelorettes, but I had to tell them. I was like, I can't afford it. I'm not going to go, but I want to be there at your wedding because that's way more important. I, we got to stop the madness. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm in my late 30s now. 
All my friends are going to start getting divorced and I am going to be throwing the party. Great voicemail. Let's get to the next one. Hey, Heather. It's Claire from Atlanta. I'm sorry I am driving. But I have an absolutely not for you. Um, So my little situationship and I broke up like right before we were supposed to go on vacation together. Of course, like three days before we were going to go to Greece. And so how to cancel that got like half refunds on some of those things. And I had a moment of clarity in which I decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm going to go on a solo trip. And so I booked a solo trip. I, I hiked volcanoes and I found a waterfall and there were some natural sulfur mud baths. And I, I covered myself in like the mud that they told me to do. And wouldn't you know it, but um, during my solo journey in which I was feeling so empowered, I got an awful case of pink eye from the sulfur mud bath getting in my eyeball. Um, and unfortunately, I've been on antibiotics for the past five days and still nothing. So absolutely not to me trying to find myself and have like a little eat, pray, love journey. And instead having like poopy eyeballs painful, crusty eye, pink eye. Love that for me. Anyway, so excited to see your upcoming show. Love you. Bye. Claire, my baby girl, I am so sorry. One, I'm so sorry that you broke up right before the Greece trip. I've never been to Greece. I'm dying to go. You know, really looking forward to that. And I can only imagine even getting half your money back. I can only imagine, you know, that's not enough. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. Look at you still being adventurous. And I don't know where the next spot you went to. I'm going to guess like a Costa Rica. You said there were natural waterfalls, you know, um, sulfur mud baths, volcanoes. Maybe it was a Hawaii moment. And I'm proud of you. We're all proud of you, Claire, for getting out there and, and still live, laugh, love, and even solo dolo. You know what I mean? That's a beautiful thing. But here's the thing. Sometimes you got to have a buddy. You got to have a buddy so you don't end up with pink eye. And I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a wild guess that you ended up with pink eye from the mud bath. I love a moment. I'm I'm willing to roll up my sleeves, get dirty, roll around in the mud, if you will. Just really, you know, feel free, feel fresh. But there is nothing worse than sitting in a bunch of, you know, volcanic clay that every other tourist in the Costa Rican area has also done. Think about it. There's a lot of doo-doo in, in that mud. And then you put it right on your eye and there you go. So here you were just trying to live, laugh, love, have a moment, eat, pray, love. And now you've got two in the pink, one in the stink. But really, it's all in your eye. I'm stressed out for you about that. And how do you come back? You know what I mean? You can't tell your friends you got it from a spa. They're not going to believe you. They go, oh, you went to a spa, Claire? Oh, Claire, you went to a spa? Pretty sure you got a gigolo outside the Costa Rican airport. You know what I mean? We don't know what kind of freaky stuff you were doing or trying to get back in the saddle post-breakup. You know, pink eye is the kind of thing that you come home with after I let you, I take you on one of these divorce trips. You know what I mean? If everybody from one of my divorcee parties doesn't come back with pink eye or at least a yeaster, I'm going to be upset, disappointed in my own, in my own Southern hospitality. That, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. How do you explain that one? Then what do you do? Do you fly home with an eye patch on? You know, and if you're coming international, good luck. I don't know when was the last time you landed at LAX International, but they say, hey, do you have any loose fruit in your bag or pink eye? Come over here. We got to swab you. And then we're going to put you in quarantine. They're not even worried about COVID anymore. They're not even worried about West Nile. They're worried about Claire's pink eye from Costa Rica. Highly contagious. Also, 
you know, we got to get to the source. It's like if you get E. coli, the U.S. Health Department will call you and say, hey, have you also been at, I don't know, Subway Sandwich? Or maybe they link it to a poke place or whatever the hell you guys are eating these days. Just letting you know that that's how that goes. So now we got patient zero coming in hot on a Southwest flight from Costa Rica. And Claire, you know, sometimes I like to say the devil works hard, Chris Jenner works harder, but Claire, you worked your ass off. You took a trip. You're trying to self-care, self-love, but we might have self-contaminated. And sometimes that's why maybe let's not just go full solo. Let's take a buddy. Let's take a girlfriend. Let's take a gay somebody. Take mom. I know. I know you want to just sow your wild oats and just feel alive and take some time to regroup. Find your inner self. But sometimes let's, you know, let's not go from one extreme where we're on a bachelorette with 40 girls to now we're just a walking target for pink eye. Maybe we had a buddy there. They could have said, oh, Claire, come on. No, don't put the mud near your face. The neck down because you were there. You weren't listening. You were having your moment. You were, you were just rubbing this shit all over your face. You know, the sulfuric. Have you ever been in a sulfur bath before? It smells like farts. I could have told you you were going to get pink eye. You know, you're not paying attention. You always need one other buddy with you when you're on a trip that says, hey, you know, that says, watch out for rocks above. Next thing you know, you're crushed by a boulder because you weren't paying attention. You were dicking around on Instagram trying to post a selfie near the, near the waterfall. Had you had a buddy, they would have said, hey, Claire, don't let that shit get on your face. Immediate pink eye. And that's why as women, we got to stick together. We, it's, you know, have a buddy. There's a buddy system for a reason. I'm sorry this happened to you. I know a little antibiotic and some eye drops will clear it up. Well, you know, I love you and I'm thinking of you, but you also you brought this on yourself. So let's not go to extremes. We don't need 45 people on the trip, but we at least need two. We don't want to end up with pink eye. <laughs> you bet your ass. We at least need two, no pun intended. Thanks for calling, Claire. I love you. I mean it. I'm thinking of you. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Elizabeth, of the University of Georgia. And I'm just calling in to address and confess. Um, I think that I am the reason the fire alarm was set off at the Ryman on Friday. And I'm ready to own up to that. Um, let me walk you through something. So, you know, we're sitting there. Obviously, we don't know if it's a bit or not. I'm confused. I'm like, I know she's funny, but all right, I'm going to rock with this. And then obviously we realize, you know, not supposed to happen, but you handled it fantastic. Um, so, you know, afterwards, the next night, we're still in Nashville, living it up. And I'm up in North Italia. And we're sitting there. I'm eating my lasagna. And all of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off again. And I'm like, all right. This could be a Nashville problem, but it feels like a me problem. It really does. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, how could every building I set foot in have the fire alarm go off? And then I remember I was at the Taksunami last week and I got a fortune cookie with no fortune. And some people might say, oh, that's luck. Well, I don't think so. I think it means fire alarm, every building in Nashville, let's go, bitch. And that's what we experienced. And so on my behalf, I would like to say I'm sorry to everyone who was there. I own up to that. Uh, that's my fault. But you know what? The absolutely yes of it all is that I dragged my college friends up to Nashville day of and just decided to go see my bitch Heather. So you know what? It's been done. And uh, no going back. But honestly, I wish you more fire alarms in the future because you handled that like a champ. So peace and blessings. Love you, Heather. And uh, if you try to be friends, I live in Atlanta too, girls. So let's meet up. See ya. And so it begins. Elizabeth from the University of Georgia. Go dogs. Thank you for calling in. 
You know, here I was thinking it was just the burnt popcorn, but it's because you brought your voodoo, bad juju, all the way from Athens, Georgia, to the Ryman. You got, how, how dare you? You had a, a fortune cookie with no fortune and you decided to show up and put that spell on my performance? Unforgivable, but also forgivable because I'm a people pleaser and I don't want us to fight. I don't know what we have to do to get out of this, how we shake this off. I've shook it off, but I'm afraid that this, this trouble is going to follow you, sweetheart. And I don't know what to do, but I think we got to, you, maybe you pissed off a Chinese person. I don't know. Did you not tip your local delivery guy who brought you some food recently? What did you do? You know what I mean? Did you cut off somebody in, in, in public? I don't know what you did, but you need to find the Asian community and apologize. Now, this is probably something I could call Ray on and ask him as a pillar of the uh, Chinese community. Ask him, what does it mean if there's no fortune in a fortune cookie? I'm going to tell you this right now. You done pissed off someone. So whatever kind of karma we got to work on, you got to go out there and volunteer. I think the only way you can do this is to pay it forward. Now, now I don't think, Elizabeth, this is all your fault, but whatever has happened, we got to pay it forward. So in order to get this bad juju off you, I need you to go volunteer. You know what I mean? Maybe adopt a, a shelter cat. Maybe get an extra roast beef sandwich at Arby's. Take a homeless guy with you. Or just drop it off at his, his spot. You know what I mean? I, you don't need to put yourself in harm's way. You, you don't know. You don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Think either an Arby's sandwich to a local, local man on the street would be nice. Maybe a volunteer. Again, adopt a house cat. Maybe you um you join a prank service for, you know, when all of our elders get pranked from the people abroad trying to swindle them, you know, whether they pretend to be Amazon workers, Apple workers, you know what I'm saying, how my mom gets swindled every 30 minutes by somebody calling saying that they need her social security number because her Apple, Apple ID has been breached. Maybe you start a philanthropy group where you then track down, I don't know what kind of coding technology you need to use, but you then track down whoever was calling from some sort of prank service and you prank them back. It's a double prank. You know, that's vindicated to me. That checks out. But I think you need to, I think you need to find your closest Asian friend and ask him what it's all about. You know, if you were, it's like me. I mean, I'm, I'm Irish and Italian. If you were to get a ravioli with no cream in the middle, I might say you did something to the Pope. I don't know. You pissed somebody off. That's mafia shit right there. So all I'm saying is I can't, I don't know why there was no fortune in the cookie, but that's that's not my place to chime in on. But all I'm saying is we might need to do a quick, get some sage, say a prayer, and volunteer. Find your, your, your best Chinese friend and say, what can I do to be a better person, a pillar of this community, and help out? Just let them know you're here. I don't know what you need to do or who you made mad, but we got to fix this. And it may not be your fault. It may have just been a thing at the factory. You know what I mean? It may have just been... It slipped out. I mean, honestly, when you see a fortune cookie, they have pretty decent size little like slits on the side that a little piece of paper could easily, cool breeze goes by, that piece of paper goes right out, right out the door. You know, I'm always kind of surprised when I crack one open that I wasn't able to like read the fortune through. You know what I'm saying? The way it's nicely folded, like almost like a, you know, a curved dumpling. You can always kind of see into a fortune cookie. And that's nice because that, that, that way they stay, re- stay really nice and light and airy. And probably if the, the cookie was completely closed, it might get moldy in there. You know what I mean? I'm sure that that was 
smartly designed that way. So is it maybe, maybe it just happened? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I think we got to, we got to get back. I want to say thank you for calling in and taking the blame, but you shouldn't take the blame from the sense that I, I'm sure it was a popcorn machine. I really do. Cause when I walked in, I'm confessing it was that the alarm was already going off. Didn't think it would happen again. But I want to say thank you, Claire. Thank you for coming up from the University of Georgia on a whim, driving the three and a half, four hours up to Nashville to party with us. Had a great time. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for girls getting together. You know, we're not here for solo trips to a volcano, to a waterfall that, that you end up with pink eye in. Listen, could be a lot worse. I don't really actually think you have a totally bad fortune because you don't have pink eye. Imagine how bad that would have sucked. And I loved, I love Athens. Great place. Go dogs. But I'm just saying, I think anybody out there, you get a ravioli with no porcini mushrooms in the middle, you know what you do? You don't. You know what you do? You don't answer. You don't eat it. You toss it in the garbage. You get a fortune cookie with no fortune, set your car on fire. I don't know. We got to consult all the other pillars of the Asian community and figure out what that's about. I know. If, I mean, I'm Irish Italian. An empty ravioli? Something's, if there's a dark force, there's an energy coming. And that's when you got to have your mom anoint you with the, with the olive oil of the Lord. You know, my mom keeps olive oil in her purse and um, she'll dab me on the, the forehead three times with it. We're not even Catholic, non-denominational Christian. But, you know, she keeps it there because you never know. It's kind of like holy water. You never know when something's going to hit you. And listen, you can also say, I rebuke this bad energy in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it. But also the piece of paper might have just slipped out. But thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for taking the blame. You know what I mean? This is a sisterhood. This is a sisterhood right here. And I love that you had my back, but I've also got yours. So let's uh, volunteer. Let's pay it forward in a positive way to get the bad energy off you. And um, if you're Elizabeth's friends, maybe give her a couple of days. Let her air it out. Because I'm not trying to get that negative energy towards me. You know what I mean? I don't know what she did in a previous life, but probably stole from a cobbler. That's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing you were somewhere in Eastern Europe and you stole the bottom of a shoe from a cobbler. Probably you were desperate for it. But either way, that karma has now come back in the form of <laughs> a little sweet treat that you thought you were going to have at the end of your beautiful Chinese meal is now a curse. But I'm not going to let that you bring that negative energy to my shows anymore. I love you. It wasn't your fault, but it still may be your fault. So why don't you do some deep reflecting, meditative prayer work, and figure out who you were in a previous life to bring this horrific curse upon yourself. I'm kidding. I love you. Sometimes shit happens. But you know what? It's live show business, baby. And you know what, Elizabeth? Sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you end up with an empty, empty fortune cookie, but that doesn't mean your fortune can't stop there. That doesn't mean... It's the end there. That means we pick ourselves back up. We shake ourselves off and we keep rolling. We wrong our rights. We volunteer. We say, I'm sorry. And we keep going. Life is short. Don't go on bachelorette trips. But you know what? When you leave your husband, I'm here for you. And at the end of the day, I'm looking for, for my spot as a backup singer in country music. Tennessee whiskey. 
and we're all in this together. I'll be back in the studio next week. I'm going to LA this week for work, and then I will see you in San Antonio, Texas. We have two shows. Still have some tickets left to the Sunday show, I believe. So get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Again, San Antonio. Coming to you this weekend. Get your tickets. And remember... Radio City's coming up. Those tickets are going to be sold out. So make sure you get those tickets. Heather on tour.com. I love you. I mean it. You can still get some tickets and I'll see you on the road. I'm having the best time of my life on the farewell tour. This is live theater, baby. You never know what's going to happen, but I love you guys for coming out and bringing your great energy and just making me laugh. And uh, I'll see you. I'll see you at the honky tonk. See you at the bar, baby. Arrivederci. Ciao, bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.